Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And everything's working again. All right. Yeah. Round so two. Round, round two. two from remote locations. Yeah, this is working pretty well, actually. I'm surprised. You know, Jason, why do you say that? You just, it's going to all go to H-E double hockey sticks in a handbasket now. Oh, it is not. Have some faith. I got my DOT Bear woodworking hat on. I see that. So we're I don't good. Know what hat I got on. I was, uh, I was filming today. Uh-huh. And I had to act like I ended one day and I started a new day, like good night and good morning, but it's like midday. Switch so hats. yeah, I just switch hats. <laughs> good morning, everybody. <laughs> you still have pen on your cheek. Yeah, well. A little, little behind the scenes of Dirt Perfect and how it works, you know. It, I don't do that very often, but it's just it's just the way the timeline was working out. It just made sense to, uh, to do it that way. So Whatever, you know. See, that's why people come to the podcast channel, because they get little tidbits like that. <laughs> But my little buddy was supposed to be, actually, Aaron was supposed to be on the podcast with us today. That's right. And he got uh, he got called into an emergency outage. Which goes along which, with what we were saying yesterday about scheduling. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, just to hit on that real quick, we need to get him on the podcast to talk about this, because I think there's a brewing crisis in the states here. Yeah. Um, and proof of that was probably Texas, what, about a year ago? Yep. But for you guys that don't know, and we'll let Aaron elaborate about this, but he works in fossil fueled fired power plants, some uh, wood coal, chip right? or licorice boilers, uh, a few nuclears. Mm-hmm. But basically, over the course of the last 10 years, there's been a huge push to shut all these things down and um, basically eliminate them from existence, mm-hmm. which, you know, okay, sounds good, but somebody's got to realize it's not the reality of the situation. Sounds good. Sounds terrible. Well, I, I'm saying in theory sounds good. Okay, I like but power. But in reality, it's unrealistic. Yes. Uh, which reminds me of a joke that's probably not appropriate for this podcast, but anyway. <laughs> that's totally off. Okay. <laughs> it's a little Johnny joke. Anyways, so obviously they've been force, pushing towards uh, solar uh-huh. and wind fired stuff, and they've been gearing all these power plants to be shut down. These power plants have been told they're shutting down. They're pulling their permits. So why do you keep everything in tip-top shape? No, you just start band-aiding everything, right? Right. Well, guess what? These things are getting their permits pulled, and one after another is going offline. And these solar panels and wind turbines are not producing like the engineers uh, said they were going to. And so basically now the government's coming in, which nobody's talking about, and saying, hey, you can't shut down. You've got to keep going. These power plants are like, what the? No, <laughs> we, we've, we've band-aided these things for years because you're going to pull our permits and you tell us the, the devil. You just can't come in here and tell us to keep running. It don't work that way. <laughs> sure it does. Watch the turbine so, go flying. <laughs> yeah. So now basically these band-aided power plants for the last five years uh-huh. are being pushed harder than they've ever been pushed before. Uh-huh. They're just flying apart. Yep. You know? And, and the powerhouses don't want to put any money into them because I don't. Why would you? Because the government says you're going to be shut down. Yeah. 
then the government's telling you you got to keep running. So somebody's got to make a decision, and 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 that's why Aaron's not worked a whole lot. He's been in all these emergency outages, which is I mean he got called out at two o'clock in the morning last night to head to a powerhouse to fix a blood bullet. Right. Um, thank goodness there's guys like him that are keeping our power on right now. But um, somebody's got to wake up and smell the damn coffee. It's just this plan's not working. You know. Um, take politics out of it. Take whatever you want to out of it. You, you gotta. You got to sustain the grid. I mean, without going too deep into my thought process, I almost wonder if the plan is working. Uh, I hate to say it. It depends that way. on what side what side you're on. I don't know. We need we need Aaron on the podcast. He can discuss that in much more detail. Yes, that's um, the podcast we have planned with Aaron. Yeah, that's actually what we we're going to talk about today. And right. um, green energy strikes again. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Being able to keep up and. Uh, I mean, they're pushing these powerhouses around here. Uh, Aaron said, you know, back in the day when they, they were in normal production, you know, they had run 40, 50, 60 percent. Uh-huh. Well, they're hip top shape. And he says they're pushing them 70, 80, 100 percent right now. And which is just insane. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, they've been they've been band-aided for five years because they had a they had an expiration date. And now all of a sudden that date's moved and. um uh, crap's hitting the fan. I mean, that's the best way that I know how to explain it. And it's just not here in Indiana. It's no god, it, no. It's, it's everywhere around the country. So, anyways, I totally went off base right there. That's okay. You just plug in our next, hopefully, our next podcast. Yeah, yeah, I totally <laughs> went off base there. Last podcast was a Q and A. It went over pretty well. But what what do you have? You're you're in charge of our itinerary for these podcasts, so uh, you're going to have to uh, let us know what you have, what you have in mind for us uh, today. Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> is, is that what goes between the Oreo cookies? Pretty no, that's much, yeah. Or is double, that filling? No, that's oh, stuff. Because it's double stuff sometimes. Double stuffed? Yeah, so I'm going to put my phone up on the screen here, cover you, you, and that way I can read. <laughs> Ow! Oh, man. <laughs> if if the people at home had any idea what my current desk setup is. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm pretty comfortable here. I'm kind of in my normal, my normal little world. I have a DeWalt job site. Easy up table. <laughs> no affiliation with DeWalt, by the way. I wish. Um, so I would like to, you know, get with the trend in our normal routine of being late and behind. Everybody wants to talk about uh, their New Year's resolutions. Uh, personally, I don't do New Year's resolutions. Um I, I like goals. I think goals are very important. My goals tend to be fluid. Uh, if if I have something that I need to work towards, that I need to write a goal down, because I do write my goals, uh, and it's March, I'm not going to wait, you know, until the following January or anything like that. I, I don't even care if it's December. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to write it down and get started because uh, that's how I work. <laughs> so I'm curious right. what you think about new year's resolutions and goals in general well first off i am not a new year's resolution guy um i guess my thing is is why do i need i I guess everybody uses a new year's resolution because it's a it's a time stamp that you can go off of Mm -hmm. but i mean you can you can set a goal middle of june you can set a goal middle of july you can set a goal for march 
uh, you don't have to do it New Year's. I've never actually been in, in a big New Year's resolution guy that uh, come New Year's, I'm going to do this, that, or, or the other. Um, so I, I, as far as a New Year's resolution, I don't know if I really follow that trend. Um, I don't know if I really follow that trend a whole lot. And, man, I, I'm a very, very goal-oriented person. Uh-huh. But I don't like write my goals down or track them or or um, um, have a set. My, like I don't know how to explain my goals. They're see, I have like a five year plan, ten year plan, fifteen year plan kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I could say I do and I do, but then again, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I'm trying to figure out a way to put this to words. Like, so if you go all the way back, let's go all the way back to whenever I was in kindergarten. Okay. Or, or let's go to fifth grade because fifth grade was the probably whenever people started asking you what you had in mind to do for a career when you got older. Right. And I didn't know you in uh, fifth grade though. What's that? I did not know you in fifth grade. No, you did not know me in fifth grade. But I, I from thinking back, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, uh, the farther you went down your schooling career, the more they asked you. But I think the first time I remember being asked what I wanted to do whenever I grew up was fifth grade. Okay. And I said, be self-employed. And to me, that was a goal at that point was to be self-employed. And my goal, I remember saying it as I got older into high school, I wanted to be self-employed by the age of 25. Uh, Everybody in my family was self-employed. And I figured that would give me a few years working for other people, gaining experience. And then that would give me enough time to be self-employed to where I could really build a good company. Uh, from there. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if I really knew what I wanted to do being self-employed, whether it be construction or mechanicing or excavating, but I knew I wanted to be my own boss. So that is the first major goal I remember setting for myself was by the age of 25, I'm going to be self-employed. And for you guys wondering, we covered this in another podcast. Um, I quit my full-time job and officially become self-employed one week before I turned 25. Um, Coincidence or? I would like to say that I planned it and I did to some extent, but the timing didn't just happen to work out to where uh, we actually got married the week before I turned 25. Uh Um, Took a week for the honeymoon. It was just ended up being a good break to kind of, you know, end one chapter, start another chapter. And transitioned over, but I mean, going through high school and and a little bit of college, I did. I mean, like everybody tried to talk me out of it, and I'm like, nope, I'm staying the course, and I'm moving forward. It's my goal, not yours. Uh, once I focus on something, like once I set my mind to something, I can really. I'm the kind of guy that kind of can really get blinders on almost to a fault. And oh just... yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I'm not saying to a fault, but I would say that you're the type of person that if you set your mind to something, come hell or high water, it's happening. <laughs> well, I mean, I had a lot of uh, really good opportunities before I became self-employed. I mean, I had a chance to become a store manager for Lowe's, right. which some people may find interesting. Uh, I had a chance to be um, probably any position I wanted at a very well-known dealership, Um I had chances to go work for a lot of large union companies in the leadership department. I had a chance to buy companies 
And uh, I mean, I I had the blinders on. I wanted my own. No, I wanted I wanted to build something from the ground up, and um, I went for it. So, do I regret any of that? I mean, not everything along the line went as planned, but I'm glad it all happened because I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Right. Um, I think a lot of the reasons why I'm still where I'm at today is is, is not because I'm a genius. It's just over from pure perseverance. Um, pushing oh. forward but but that's the that's the first major goal i remember setting for myself and committing to obtain does that make sense yeah and i think it's it's interesting that you had a uh an age as your uh how to measure it i guess you know be self-employed by 25 years old well the first goal i remember setting for myself is i wanted to make 25 dollars an hour uh because that equated to fifty thousand dollars a year and when i was in middle school i thought that was a lot of money Right. Arguably, it is uh, still, but that was my goal, and I didn't really have a time period on it. Which, looking back, is kind of dumb because it's <laughs> <laughs> retired tomorrow. I just made my goal, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, that was my goal at the time, and I just no idea how I'm going to do it. But that's what I want to do. I want to make twenty five dollars an hour, and the other issue I had with that is when I made $25 an hour, because I made that relatively quickly, uh, now what? (laughs) (laughs) I I think the reason I put an age on mine, and I could be wrong, um, one of these days we need to try to do a podcast with my grandfather. You've you've met him, you know the family a little bit, but he is a very, very, very successful businessman. Yeah. But uh, Grandpa was 83, 84 now. And he didn't have a whole lot of success until he was in his fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, he struggled for a long time trying to gain traction and, and, and work his way through it. And I guess in my head, I kind of thought, well, man, if I can get a 15 year head start on him, think about where I'm going to be at whenever I get to be his age. Now, I don't know how relatable that goal is from what he did to what I did, but I, I am starting to see some of the, it's taken me a long time. Everybody says you got to be in five, business five years to make money. I'd almost have to say 10 years to. I'd say 10. Yeah, I didn't stick with it for 10 years. But I, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm kind of seeing the fruits of the labor a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm 40. So um, I'm seven to 10 years ahead of him. He, he may have got there a little quicker as he got going now. I'm nowhere close to where he's at. And I have a long ways to go. But I, I, I think that was my incentive to get started sooner. I don't, I, I, I think if the, I feel like the longer I waited, the longer I was going to be able to get my prize. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, there's something to be said about enjoying your prize too. Right. And I needed to put, I, I knew I had to put my time in. So the faster I could start putting my time in, the better off I might be. Right. Uh, because everybody in my family is a workaholic, everybody. And That's an accurate I am statement. too. What's that? That's an accurate statement. Uh, I am too, but, um, one thing that always sticks with me is, is my, uh, my dad was a workaholic and he saved every penny for retirement and he got killed in an accident at 48. Right. Um, so I'm trying to enjoy it and spend as I go, but also save for later. Um, and I'll, I'll work, I'll work to the day I die, but once I can get to the point where I don't have to work and I can work as I want to, that's going to be considered retirement for me. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's a good retirement. Next. I'm hoping that's in the next, uh, I'm to the point now where I can be a little bit choosy about my jobs, which makes it a little bit more enjoyable, Uh but I still got to work. 
uh, but I'm hoping in the next 10 years, I guess, I guess a goal, we're talking about goals. I guess a goal is by the time I'm 50, um, I can be working because I want to, not because I have to. Right. It, I mean, that's, that's my current goal. My current end goal, I guess you would say, or the longest one I have running is to be retired with that definition of retiring uh, by 45 years old. So I have right. 14 years at this point to make that happen. But, uh, but yeah, you got to dangle those carrots out there to keep yourself motivated. Um, uh, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Like, so when we're talking about setting goals, do you set these astronomical self-employed by 25, or do you think there's an importance to having something more obtainable? I want to, I don't know, uh, buy XYZ before the end of the year. Well... Let's let's go all extreme on this. So, um, short-term goals. Uh-huh. Usually, let's just say me and Aaron are working in a in the shop on a project, or me and Matt are showing up on a job site that day. Yeah. Almost every morning, we sit there and talk. Hey, we need to get this far today. We need to get this done today. Uh-huh. That's a goal, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, so yeah, we have very. I mean, almost every day we work together, whether it's with Aaron or Matt or or cleaning or whatever. We always have a conversation in the morning about what, what the objective is for the day, what the goal is for the day. And we try to set a realistic goal. I mean, yeah, we, sometimes we smoke or go and sometimes we really struggle to get there. But as you plan your week out, Monday, I need to reach this Tuesday. I need to reach this Wednesday. I need to reach this, especially the concrete because you're trying to schedule ahead uh-huh. uh, doing stuff. So you've got your goals and it's good to have those benchmark timestamps or goals uh, to kind of see what you got going on. So that, that's an example of, of short-term goals in there. Um, as far as the business is concerned, I've never put a number on like, I want to make 200 grand this year. Right. Like that's not the way I operate. Um, I do set goals as in like last year, I'm like, I need to get a new dozer. The year before that was, I needed to get a new excavator. Uh, so the year before, I bought the 140. The, this year, I bought the 850J. Um, the goal this year would be to entertain the idea of a, a larger excavator, possibly a haul truck, skid steer, or dozer. I mean, my, it's not that uh, all those are almost equal priority to me, so it's probably going to be one when falls into place. Uh-huh. But I'm always willing to improve the fleet. Uh, or add to the fleet. So, um, uh, one of the other major goals was to uh, invest in some property uh, this year. So, uh, we've made some made some strides into making that happen. Uh, basically, invest into something other than um, iron. In, invest into something other than stocks. Yeah. Uh, invest invest into some real estate. So, uh, something we can pass on to the kids, or something we can maybe de- develop in the future. So. We have found a piece of property we're interested in, and we're moving towards uh, closing on it. So that that's a big goal for this year. We may get knocked off the list here pretty quick. Was you know uh-huh. investing in some property. So um, that's that's kind of the thought process. I, I almost consider those more like if none of those things happened, like if I wouldn't have bought a Doja last year, I wouldn't consider that year a disappointment. Right. So you're not uh, those measuring success based on these. No, it's like, I don't want to say it's a wish list item, but it's, it's just things I would like to accomplish. Okay. Uh, and, if they, and if I don't accomplish them, it's 
I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I mean, the ultimate goal is to stay in business. Right. So. That was my next question is when you do set these goals, what happens? Because you talk about them being obtainable. What if, well, what if you don't get it? You know, what if you weren't self-employed by 25? Well, if I wasn't self-employed by 25, I would probably ask myself a serious question of why. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what kept you from getting there? Was it a decision you made? Like, did you change your mind on what you wanted to do? Uh, did you make bad decisions along the way and what caused you from getting there? The, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't think not reaching a goal needs to be necessarily seen as a negative. It needs to be looked at more as a learning experience that you can um, apply to future things. You know, some of these people set goals that are just like, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. And the year <laughs> before they made 700, you know, they made 70 grand. Like, yeah. I mean, seriously. It's, it's like these HGTV shows where they buy houses. Yeah. You know? Like that's, that's, it's just not. Yeah. I, oh, I categorize butterflies for a living and my wife organizes blocks. Our budget is $1.7 million. <laughs> Yeah, it's not realistic. No. Like it's not real life. It's it's not the way the world turns. It's um, it just is what it is. So you know, we the last whenever we were building houses back when we were building houses, that was our main thing. It was a little easier to set goals. We wanted to have X amount of revenue. We wanted to build X amount of houses a year. We wanted to have X amount of employees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now that we're back in the excavating world, um, that's a little bit more difficult because uh, everything's a little bit more fluid. You're not doing, like you're not building ponds over and over and over. You're not building houses over and over. Our, our workload is such a variety. So it it kind of turns into a profit margin. Like you want to see a certain profit margin across the board mm-hmm. on all jobs. Uh, you want to make sure you can continue to update the fleet. Uh, you get you see so many people that um, just time leaves them behind. I don't want to be that guy where I kind of stay here and time and technology moves on. I mean, I'm obviously chasing technology. I'm behind, but at least I'm keeping up. You know, the gap's not getting wider. The gap's staying the same. Right. And, and one of these days, I guess a goal would be to start closing in on it and, and closing the gap up versus me versus technology. But it, but that goes back to the the world I live in. I'm ahead of a lot of my competitors, even though I'm behind the world. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, the world is uh, is not uh, – what's the word I'm looking here? The world doesn't care much about the region you live in. Right. Exactly. You know? I got to do what, what – I got to do – I'm competing with my competition, not the guys on YouTube. Right. Um, and, and I'm ahead of a lot of my competition – as far as technology and equipment goes, but I'm behind what's available to us. Yes. Uh, is the best way I know to put it. So uh, my goal right now is to maintain the gap, not let it get any wider. I don't want to follow any further behind. Second goal would be to eventually start closing that gap, which I I feel like I've done a little bit in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality of it is it's unrealistic for me to go spend two, $300,000 on GPS and and grade controls and all this stuff whenever um, I don't even technically have an employee, so I can't even say I'm saving that. You know what I mean? I, right. I, um, so that that's kind of how that lays out a little bit. Um, I guess the more I talk, the more goals I realize I have. I didn't even know I had, but 
See, <laughs> I like them though in a sense too that I like I like having this list of things for myself, if you will. And I like I said, five, ten, fifteen year plans uh, because I don't I don't like comparing myself to other people. I think Correct. the world has a very serious problem with doing that, and I, I do blame Facebook and such for that because you get to see through a window that someone else created of somebody else's life. And I don't agree with that because why would I put up bad parts of my life to show the world, you know? So you're almost competing against something that's not even in reality. So what I like is I like to have this list of things and basically that's my way of, of measuring up, I guess, of what I'm doing. Well, um, it's also kind of an incentive to keep pushing forward. Yes. It's a, it's, why do I wake up in the morning? Well, I feel like right. crap today, but you know, I need to get X, Y, Z done. I need to go to work. I got to make a paycheck. I got to do this so that I can get here so that I can buy this property in Southern Indiana, move my family there and live a happy life. That's right. a goal, you know? So if I need to have a quick reminder as to why I'm going to deal with the suck today, there you go. Or I think I think one way to look at the larger goals, um, like kind of like what you're talking about, is basically say asking yourself, whenever you're 60, where do you want to be? Like, what's your wish list? And then working backwards from it. Yeah. How do I get there? Because because a lot of those goals isn't a one year goal. It's a five, 10, or 15 year goal, like you were talking about. Right. And That's I have kind of like what I did with trying to start my business at 25 is you got to mm -hmm. look forward so you can look back. Yeah, and I, I absolutely have, you know, year goals or six-month goals from now. I, I, I do. A lot of them tend to be more towards purchases I'd like to make that are, I would say, somewhere between, like, the two and $10,000 range. Um, but those goals don't tend to be, like, monumental in a sense of picking up and moving 1,000 miles away. Uh, I use that because pretty much everybody listening knows that that's the plan. Um <laughs> But you can't get here soon enough. We need you, buddy. I want to be there, believe me. But I like having something concrete that I can look at if I need to for course correction. Because I believe that I don't care what your goal is, life is going to at some point in time royally, oh, yes. royally screw it up. And when life starts to screw up your plans, that's when you really need to be able to sit down and focus on, okay, how do I fix what's going on to get to where I want to go? Or do I need to reconsider the end goal here and adjust that way? Yeah, it's, um, I guess that goes back to your goals being fluid. I mean, how many goals has COVID just completely trashed? Almost every <laughs> single one of them, if we're going to be honest. I mean, so in who it, it kind of, I mean, it kind of come out of left field, um, would China make a zero flat field? Was that <laughs> asking for a friend. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, COVID has screwed up almost every plan I've had made. Truthfully. Uh, so yeah, you got to be able to, but but it don't change. It don't change the question where you want to be at sixty. No. It, what it made change is is the answer of how you get there. Yeah, because the world doesn't stop. Right. You know, I mean, that's something that I I talk to a lot of people about, and they. Some people are starting to realize it, but a lot of people still struggle with is like, I don't care what's going on in the world. The world still turns. So right. you're still going to be 60 years old on the same day at the same time, regardless of what happens today, next week or next month. Right. So 
why are you I'm so probably, hyper- uh I'm probably a little bit more at fault than you because we live in such a rural area and we are a little less affected by world events that I get more concerned about my own quality of life right here because yeah. I'm I'm in a little bit of a protected bubble. But uh, people like yourself and, and a lot of other people listen to this, they're uh, affected much quicker with what happens in the world. Oh, absolutely. Uh, than what I am. So that, that becomes a whole different uh, whole different scenario maybe we're getting off track here from from goals a little bit but well, not uh, really i mean it's still kind of related right because you need to be aware of what's going on in the world around you right you know i mean i remember when all this crap did first start every, business as usual for you guys and we're talking and i'm telling you what's going on in new york and you're like what yeah that's normal buddy <laughs> Well, and, and then, so then you can, you, you fast forward from that and what happened in New York to some degree ended up happening here. Yeah. But we're back to normal and you guys are still dealing with it. So yeah. it's, um, I, I was in Las Vegas this last week uh-huh. and I've been to Vegas 20 times. Uh, Las Vegas was completely different than what I remembered uh, before and, you know, through max mass mandates, vaccination mandates, and a lot of different things, people are fleeing Vegas left and right. The workers. Oh yeah. And they're going to towns like Nashville and Memphis and 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 these other towns, which are just thriving because they're not having a whole lot of this. So, um, the the world is an ever evolving, changing place, which means your goals need to be, um, your goals need to be built to be acceptable to that. Um, or you need way. to be conscious enough to realize when things are changing and it might correct. be time to correct course. Yeah. Cause that's the, something that's a point I have written down for the show notes is adjusting it or compensating for the unknown. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of struggled a little bit with buying the 850 J this year because used equipment prices were through the roof. Oh yeah. And I thought, man, should I just, should I just hold off? Should I wait? Should I wait for things to come back down? And so we're, I've, you know, I've had the dozer in my possession getting close to a year. It'd be a year and a couple months. Uh-huh. And uh, Clint was just down here a couple of days ago. A guy bought the dozer for him. He's like, it's a good thing you bought that thing when you did. There's not a one to be found. If you do, you're paying double for it. Yep. So my plan of waiting a year would have been a horrible one. Uh, my plan of waiting two years is to be determined. But uh, thankfully, I did pull the trigger when I did and got what I did because uh, I needed the dozer and, and I couldn't have waited. Any, I couldn't have waited two years. No, I and there's maybe no guarantee. Um, the old 850B would not have done all the work we did this year and still be running at the end. I mean, it's just unrealistic yeah. to ask that old dozer to do it. So, um, you know, the other thing is, is I wanted to get myself a new truck this year. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a personal goal, and I am not. Uh, the guy that goes out and buys a new truck. No. Um, you you know that for a fact. Like, <laughs> no, I know how much that purchase hurt you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I man, loved every I just, second of it, but I, I do know. Um, I, I, I've swore, you know, probably one of my goals in high school was to never buy a new truck because I thought it was the worst financial decision a guy could ever make in his life. Well, it'll be a way to be a failure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went shopping for a new truck, and the two used ones I looked at were more expensive than the new one. So at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I'm a business guy, and guess what? It made more sense to buy a new truck. I, yeah, I'm I told you that's how we ended up with ours. I'm just as dumbfounded as you guys are, but 
Yeah. I, mean, it's, uh, it, I guess that's a way of changing my goal of, of never buying a new truck. I, I, did, I left the claws out unless it was cheaper than used. Yeah. Whoever thought that would have been a reality, well, but I, here we are. I sent you that truck today from a, a friend of mine was looking at, and it's a 2007 Chevy 2500 66 Duramax had 280,000 miles on. They want $25,000 for it. I bought that identical truck. I bought that identical truck in 2011 uh, with 100,000 less miles on it than $15,000. <laughs> I don't understand it. He sent it to uh, me, and when he sent it to me the first time, it screwed up and showed me the other truck, which is the first one I sent you that had 80,000 miles on it. Yeah, I was in Alaska. I, yeah, and it was like twenty three grand. I'm like, wow, that's really not that bad of a price for what it. I mean, it's a six six Duramax. It's right. if you're buying a Chevy, that's the truck you're buying. Like, what's going on here? And then he he said something in the text. He's like, yeah, hey, but two hundred eighty thousand miles. I'm like, what? I saw eighty. <laughs> He's like, no, it had two hundred eighty. I like screenshot it and circled it, sent it back. He's like, oh, I must have sent you the wrong truck. Hold on. And then I, I was wondering why he was sending me a truck that was in uh, Alaska. In Alaska. I'm yeah. like, that's a road trip right there. <laughs> right. But so I opened it up and I'm like, oh, that's a lot different. But the price is the same. So this right here tells me <laughs> I wouldn't do this, you know. And I actually ended up just forwarding the Voxer from you to him. And uh, he didn't know how expensive injectors could be. So he's going to pass. But, well, yeah, that's that's one reason, you know, I also had a goal at one time in life never to own a gas vehicle. Yeah. two gas trucks now. I know, and I'm so close to having that same goal as you. I just won't admit it. I just, it don't make any damn sense. I know, uh, but and, I and like Honestly, the diesels. diesels are so expensive now, the resale value is actually higher on the gases. I know, but I like um, them. <laughs> and, and, the, and, the, and the companies are putting technology in their gas to make them pull more like the diesels. I'm not saying my 6.6 gas pulls like my 6.7 Duramax would, but it's it, the, the gap's definitely closed. Oh, it's it's getting there. And I mean, a lot of that, too, is the emissions being choked on the diesels, too. Right, exactly. It, it, it is what it is. So, yeah. you know, back on to the, um, the goals a little bit. You know, one thing that just blew my goal list completely out of the water was, was YouTube. Yeah. Like... It just, um, in all reality, come out of nowhere. Um, well, it came but, down the hill. <laughs> well, yeah. came barreling down the hill. <laughs> we got China's left field is Wade right field. <laughs> I guess. That's a pretty accurate statement. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one thing I want to hit on with that, though, is is, is whenever I started YouTube, it's another one of the goals, one of the, 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 the hard goals I set for myself. Mm-hmm. is whenever I started YouTube, I said I was going to do it for a year, 365 days, no matter what. Yep. At the end of that year, if I didn't have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours is what it takes to be monetized, I was done. I, 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 I knew at that point I wasn't going to waste my time with it no more. I had a lot of respect for that decision, too, because you were going to stick to that even if it didn't take off like it did. I would have, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, you would have been at... 900 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. I'm like, oh, done. Yep, I'm out. <laughs> you know. Well, the, the, so I don't do YouTube to make money. I don't do YouTube to get famous. I don't get, do YouTube for free excavators. But I do have to be compensated for my time. Right. 
I think so that's I fair. Need to, I need to, at bare minimum, break even. Because mm-hmm. if not, I'll go find another hobby that I can bare minimum break even at. Right. So for me to do YouTube for one year, my goal was to be monetized at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. My goal the second year, if I was to keep going, was to make at least $10,000. Um, if I figured if I could make $10,000 a year doing YouTube, I can justify my time, spend a little money on some camera gear, not feel guilty about sitting here and editing, and right. have something to keep me busy. Um, so, obviously, I reached the first goal of 1,000 and 4,000. I don't know where I was at. I think I made like 20,000 subscribers the first year, maybe. Yeah, you did pretty quick. Um, had a couple million watch hours. Um, the second goal... Actually, I reached my first year and my second year goal the first year. So then at that point, you got to readjust your goals, right? Yeah, I, I would think so. So it's a, I do remember at the end of that first year having, I think I had 19,000 subscribers in that first year. I thought, well, I'll set a five-year goal now. In five years, if I don't have 100,000 subscribers, I'm done. And if I don't, you know, make $50,000 a year at this, I'm done. And... um here we are three and a half years later and we've accomplished those two goals. So I'm done setting goals on YouTube. I'm stuck with it now. Say, no, no, you got to <laughs> keep setting these goals and then let everybody know if they want you to keep making videos. Yeah. Like, comment, uh, and subscribe. So obviously the, um, uh, you know, I would love to reach 500,000 subscribers by the time I've been on YouTube for five years, but I think that's an unrealistic goal. Um, but, uh, Time, time. Um, the, the reality of it, the reality of YouTube right now is, is I'm perfectly content with it. Right. I don't need any more out of it. So I have no longer, I don't, it justifies my time. I enjoy the community. It's gave me some cool opportunities. Uh, I'm happy with what I got. I don't need more. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. So I, I, I guess in reality, once I reach a hundred thousand subscribers, I don't, I don't really have any more goals on YouTube. It's, it's just kind of ride, ride it out for what it is. If I did have a goal as far as social media is involved, I would like to continue to expand on other platforms, uh-huh. but uh, I'm getting really strapped for time, so i got to find a way to, to juggle that. Because you know me well enough, Jason. If I'm going to do something, I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm going to do it right. Yeah, you, you put everything into it. Regardless of what it is, I will say that. You put everything into it. So I'm not going to jump on to um, Ramble or, I don't know, Patreon or... Uh-huh. Uh, TikTok, unless I can give it the effort it needs to be successful. So um, I, I will eventually get there, um, but I don't know. I don't know when. Do you see anything wrong with that per se? Not having another goal to set for YouTube? Well, yes and no. I guess I guess my goal is, is to expand my audience in other places in case something happens to YouTube. It's it's an insurance policy, so if if for some reason the government gets crazy and shuts down YouTube or YouTube changes the policy, um, I got, hey, we got a separate audience on this platform so they can keep going somewhere else. But Two things that would absolutely never happen. <laughs> you never thought the world would have shut down in 2019. Yeah, good point. So, um, so I, I would love to continue to build audiences in other places, even if it's the same people, just so... You know, it's kind of the purpose of this podcast channel. It's a, it's still a YouTube channel and a podcast, but it's still a separate audience to some degree. Yeah. And it's a different type of platform. It's a different type of conversation. But um, 
I, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people, when they start a YouTube channel, their goal is to be full-time YouTubers. Yeah. Um, I easily, without being conceited here, I easily could be a full-time YouTuber right now. Um, but there's a caveat to that. That's not what I want to be. Well, that, but you, you kind of need your business to give you the content to film. I do, but I mean, I got, I got enough. I mean, I'm kind of like Captain Kleeman. You know, I got enough of my own projects or, or Matt from Diesel Creek. I got enough of my own projects I can film and, and That's do. That's true. I, I don't have to have customer projects to add to the list, but um, I just can't, I just can't talk myself into being dependent on YouTube. I, I like, I like, I like the business paying the bills and the YouTube being some extra money and it allows me to travel a little bit. It allows me to build crazy things like tile plows. Uh Um, It, uh, it allows me to, you know, buy some of these attachments I get, but uh, allows me to invest in some land. Yeah. Um, Now I know this comment's coming, so let's just address it now. And I, and I, and I should say I do enjoy working. Well, your job hardly even counts. (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. have fun every I'll day. I remind you that whenever I'm sweating my butt off running a shovel in the mud. Yeah. Well, I'll send you a or picture. Plowing, plowing snow up hills both ways in the winter. Oh, here we go. Because <laughs> it, it never snows in Derby. Um, damn, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, I'm sure it was a good question. You said I'm sure the comment's coming. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, is completion of Lieutenant Dan on the 2022 goals list? Oh man! So here's my goal for Lieutenant Dan: is to get it done and get it done right before it ever goes to a job site. I think that's fair. Um, I don't have a date on it. Like I don't. I would love for it to be done this year. Don't get it's mad at me. I don't this, care. It's not going to be done this spring. If it gets done this year, it'll be done this fall. Mm-hmm. But um, honestly, at this point, I think saying it's going to be done in 2022 is borderline unrealistic unless we just hit. Uh, a really wet spell or, or something happens. You know, I think I covered this in the last podcast, but one of the reasons we had that huge push on in the beginning is me and Aaron were quarantined for two weeks. We were forced to be in the shop for two weeks straight. Yep. Um, this year, we scheduled two weeks in the shop together because he, he requested two weeks off from work, uh-huh. and we had to build the tile plow as priorities. Um, I, think, I think by the end of 2022... Lieutenant Tan will be a functional, drivable dump truck, but I don't think it'll be completed. Right. And I, I shouldn't say I don't care. All. I just, I understand the mentality you have with the project. So right. I don't care if... The reality of it is, I enjoy working on it. It's my hobby project. I kind of hope it don't get done, because then I'm going to have to find another one. Oh, um, you'll find something. Yeah, I'm actually, I've already got another project waiting. But <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. I think the next project after Lieutenant Dan is going to be getting Dad's dozer in the shop and doing a complete restoration on it. I think that'd be a good one. I think I've already started acquiring some parts for it as well. But um, uh, I'm also kind of stalling a little bit because I feel like if Gunner is probably two years older, uh-huh. uh, he's going to be more apt to want to help on that, and I want to get him involved on it. So he's got some pride in the dozer and wants to keep it keep it one day whenever it's his. So yeah, I think that's a that's a good goal to have. But yeah, I you know, my goal my goal with Lieutenant Dan is to get it done and get it done right and get it done the way I want to. I've built this is the seventh dump truck I've built. 
uh, first one I've ever built on YouTube. And uh, every one of them I've rushed at the end. And I've always regretted it. And um, I'm not going to do this with Lieutenant Dan. We're going to, I don't care if I have to rent a dump truck to finish the job whenever it's two weeks from completion. Right. That's what I want to do. Um, so that's, um, that's the status on the old Lieutenant Dan. Well, I mean, that's sticking to your goals too. I mean, that's the whole purpose of having them is to be able to think logically and you should stick to them. Um, yeah. We know there's a lot of truth to the mechanics cars never fixed, carpenters houses never done, excavators yards never finished, uh, landscapers, you know, landscaping's never done, concrete yeah. guys, sidewalks never done. And I'm just as guilty as that as always. If we remodeled our house, we probably could have moved in three weeks before we did, but there was still baseboard to put down. There were still certain things to be done. And I told Jenna, I said, we ain't moving in until it's done. And we didn't because there was one thing. There was one thing in our house that didn't get done before we moved in. It was a custom-built shower curtain rod for the downstairs bathroom. We've been in our house for six years, and guess what's still not done? I got a hunch. <laughs> a damn shower curtain rod. Yep. And I'm sure so, she reminds you of but, it every now and then. That's just the way it is. You know, I could, if, I, if we did it, damn pulled out of here with, you know, one sun visor not on it because I was waiting on some screws, they'd probably spend the rest of its life with a sun visor on it. Uh-huh. It's there's always more important stuff in that sun visor. So, yeah. uh, like I said, I want the truck done as much as everybody else does, but uh, I'm not going to be bullied into forcing it done. Right. I'm just not. Um, you know me well enough that I don't get bullied. No, uh, I mean, <laughs> you'll pull a damn truck out of the shop. <laughs> yeah, I'll go the other way. I'll yeah. protest. Yeah. All right, we got 15 minutes to wrap this up, and uh, I got, like, two more bullet points here. Um, so, Are you trying to tell me to go faster or ramble more? No, I'm just trying to bring this <laughs> home somewhere. So this is our podcast together. Correct. Um, so I guess speaking of, like, the New Year's resolution or the, the 2022 goals or whatever, where do you want to see the podcast go? What kind of conversations do you want to – um, do you want to in, encourage and uh, why why do you do the podcast oh boy uh, here goes 15 minutes in a hurry well, I got an answer too <laughs> <laughs> um, so you kind of brought the I, I was I was toying with the idea of a podcast but I didn't really know how to go I knew how to go about it but I knew I didn't have time to manage it mm-hmm and what is difficult to do on my youtube channel is to go into great detail and elaborate because there's a there's a group of people that really appreciate it and then there's a lot of people that are just there for entertainment and you bore them and they leave right and um uh, my main youtube channel dirt perfect is not the best platform to have these in-depth conversations and and get thoughts and bring guests in and interview them and stuff like that and i get bombarded with questions and emails and messages about elaborating on this elaborating on that or have this guy on so obviously the podcast gives us a platform to do that if you guys want to come over here and uh, listen you're more welcome to listen if you don't you just want to stay on the other channel for entertainment to do that i feel like at this point i have enough life experiences that i can confidently give some advice um 
I see so many podcasts out there and I see so many people on social media giving advice. And I know from my experience, that is not good advice. And they don't even know they're giving bad advice. They don't know any damn different. And I'm pretty cautious on speaking on things that I am not confident that I have the experience to speak on. And then a lot of times, if you listen to the podcast close, I even mentioned that it's not my area of expertise. And this is just how I think and and take, take it for what it's worth. So the, I think the podcast has been great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you when we started, the podcast is kind of like the YouTube channel. My time is valuable. And if it- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill don't produce results then we're going to have to go a different direction um our goal if i remember right our goal was is to be uh monetized on youtube and uh the other platforms in the first first four or five um podcasts which i think we did i thought we said it for Uh, a year no we didn't that's right yeah um it was it was like i think four months we had set yeah uh, which we met that goal and honestly we were we were gaining quite a bit of steam there yeah. and had things really rolling and then uh, i got busy COVID hit you had a lot of stuff going on with uh zach yep and we just kind of hit a wall so we're, we're kind of back at it again you know and as long as this platform keeps gaining traction and you guys keep interacting with it and we keep moving forward um we'll keep doing that but if this thing ever lays dormant or or don't show any signs of 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 moving forward then uh we're gonna have to cut ties and 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 go a different direction so i do enjoy doing it Uh, i enjoy having the long-form conversation and kind of airing my thoughts out instead of a quick little snippet yeah but uh but at the end of the day uh, i mean I hope I don't like an ass when I say this, but I got to be justified for my time. So no, uh, and I, I mean I agree fully with you. So it's not like you're the only one thinking this way. Yeah, it's uh, um, and it don't take a whole lot of people to be involved with us to keep that going. So no, and I I think it's important to mention that we're we're doing good. You know, I mean the podcast doesn't generate a lot of income, um, but the podcast kind of makes you feel good a little bit. The people, is it YouTube therapy, social media therapy? That's I would call it that, yeah. Um, I mean, that kind of transitions a little bit into why I like the podcast. Um, I'm a firm believer if you're in a room and you're the smartest person or the most talented person or you know the most on whatever subject, you're in the wrong room. Um, you can be there every now and then. You know, that's going to happen. But you should want to surround yourself with people who can – teach you and help move you forward in life towards your end goal. (laughs) If I have ever been the smartest person in any room I've ever been in, I was most likely in there by myself. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Whatever you (laughs) say. If I wasn't in there by myself, that individual's got issues. (laughs) But I, I do feel that way though. And I mean, like take house building, for example. I mean, if the two of us are standing in the same room together, who's, Who's smartest, you know? 
Not me. Unfortunately, it's you. Um, <laughs> well, that. But, and like, seriously though, that's that's how I feel. I enjoy surrounding myself with people who are better at a lot of things than I am. Yeah. And there's some things that I'm good at. I know that. Um, but it tends to always kind of go around the entrepreneur and the blue collar lifestyle, which another thing that I feel like is that that kind of doesn't get the light it deserves anymore. Um, and we, we've touched on this on a few episodes. I don't know if I've ever actually come out and said it, but I really do feel like that's a very large problem that nobody seems to focus enough on the trades, on the labor forces, on truck driving, like the the dirty jobs if you will besides mike rowe who he's in it but yeah you know and i like to see this as a a way to kind of shine some light on that i like to sit down with these people that we've sat down with like the farmer chris is a great example never knew some of the things that he was saying personally i've thoroughly enjoyed that conversation myself and i like having the ability to share that to i think 15, 16,000 people saw that so far. Um, and I think it's, just it's on, just on one platform. Yeah. And I think I really, I think that's, that's something that's pretty cool. And I, I remember hearing a thing when we were just starting to get ready to, to like launch this podcast and it was like, it's 2020, not everybody needs their own podcast. And I'm like, well, shit, what if that's us? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who wants to listen to us talk? Well, I think a lot of people are going down the podcast route because it was easier to do than the YouTube channel route. It's a lot easier. It's a little bit more expensive on if you're going to do it right. decently um, as far as equipment goes. The startup's higher, but there's more ways to make money with it. And um, hopefully if we catch some traction, we'll see that. But yeah, it's a lot easier to be quote unquote successful at a podcast than it is a YouTube channel. Well, yeah, and... and the flip side of that is, is people can claim they're successful and really not be because it's hard to see the analytics on other podcasts. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point is because, one, you don't know what podcast service or hosting service is actually being used. They all push out to the major listening places. Right. So it's it'd be very difficult to compare apples to apples on podcasts. So that, well, yeah. or if you go to YouTube, it, the view numbers is right there. Oh, yeah, and you'll know right away. Right. And, yeah, you you'd be hard pressed to to find out yeah. if someone's telling the truth when they're telling you how successful they are on a podcast. You know, you you mentioned something in there and it's actually another it's a goal I've had my whole life. It's never had a date on it. But um and it's a goal I've not done near as well a job with as I should have with the platform I have, but it's promoting the trades. Mm-hmm. Um you go back to early days on my YouTube channel or, or several podcasts on here, and I'm very, very, very passionate about supporting the trades. And I get so frustrated whenever people think somebody is a truck driver because they're not smart enough to do anything else. Right. That is the farthest thing from the truth. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times those uh, truck drivers and um, plumbers and electricians and excavators are making a whole lot more money than some of these well-educated people so yeah and i mean it's 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 very true um i got a wife staring at me i'm not sure why hey miss jenna would you like to join us no are you doing podcast she's gone oh <laughs> well, that was easy <laughs> but yeah um and i i have a lot of interesting friends 
Um, they all do a lot of different things. Um, and I'd like to have a chance to sit down and, and get their stories. Um, a lot of them, well, a couple of them I can think of have come up struggling the whole time and they've, they've really made a name for themselves. Right. Um, I can think of a couple that, that weren't so, you know, worse off and, and they've still worked their tails off and, and they're doing well. Uh, and I, it's all around that whole, you know, don't, don't take a job or profession and sit here and try to tell me that person's better than this person or they're not better than this person because you have no clue. Well, you, know? you just look at um, like Aaron being a welder. Yeah. He didn't go to college. He's got a dirty trades job. He's probably sat in just as many classes as anybody else learning how to do all these different types of welding, these pressure weldings, and, and all this stuff. Absolutely. And his job in these powerhouses is just as important as, as a guy in the, in the operating room. Arguably um, more. You know, the guy picking up the trash. Mm-hmm. If he's happy doing it. Leave him the hell alone. Leave him the hell alone. Yeah. I mean, happiness is, uh, I've just never been, I've never been a title or a status guy. No, uh, I own the company. I don't care if I need to run the shovel one day. I, you know, I, I, there was one video I remember. It was right after I bought the Volvo, and um, it was Captain Cleman's first time he got to run it. So I didn't mind. I'm like, hop in there and go for it. I'll run the shovel. And man, I got crucified in the comments. It's your equipment. Why, why aren't you running it? You have him down the whole dig. And I'm like, I had the time of my life running that damn shovel that day. You know what I mean? It's like, and I'm telling you, if that's how you truly feel like you would run a business. Yeah, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Like, you need to change your goals. <laughs> you're not going to have a lot of people want to work for you. It's, uh, you know, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get, um, I think everybody should be allowed to do what they're passionate about and what they enjoy. Yeah. Whether it's picking up trash, sweeping floors, driving truck, being a welder, being an excavator. And just because it's a dirty job don't mean you're not smart enough to do a clean job. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that you need to know in any of those fields that most people don't know. I mean, they would probably know if they put hours and hours into classroom theory like this person might have done. Right. Uh, or that whole phrase, if it takes 10,000 hours to master something. If someone's gone through it and spent 10,000 hours of their life on something... They're probably pretty damn good at it. Right. You know. Right. And, and just let people be happy. Yeah. Like, don't just, uh, you know, don't set this, uh, you know, nowadays, I think some of these tradespeople are, are making considerably more money uh, than the college educated people. Oh, yeah. And these trades guys don't have near the debt coming out of school. Nope. Um, the, the opportunities there are just amazing. My wife and I are a perfect example of that. Um, I make more than she does, and I have no student loans. Yeah. And she's a neonatal ICU nurse. Well, you know, I've talked about this before. The guy I use as a banker, you know, he's a big college component. And uh -huh. we got to talking about it one day, and I'm like, you see everybody's financials. I said to the people who have a four-year degree, make more money than the rest. And, of course, he can't tell me details. It's confidentiality. But he's oh, yeah. like, you know what? You trade boys do pretty damn good, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And it's like I'm not sitting here and saying we don't need people in offices either. If that's your exactly, exactly. If you want to be a nurse or if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher, by all um, means, 
by all means, uh, I'm not going to look down on you for going to school. So don't look down on me for not going to school, yeah. you know, and, and to this day, I don't care what trade you're in. Experience is the best train you ever get and you can't buy it. Nope. You got to earn it. Yep. And it's, it sucks. It's, it's that simple. It's, it's, it's the same reason why doctors do residencies, you know, they got to get that experience before they're turned loose on their own. So, yeah. um, it, uh, it is what it is. So. Yeah, it's but that's the whole reason that I enjoy doing this podcast is I like to be able to push that out to a base that seems to appreciate it. I think. Um, I think yeah, we're... we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of good feedback on the podcast. Yeah, um, of course, it don't matter what we do. You always got your few mouth heads, and they just make me laugh. So if you're going to leave yeah. a rude comment, I'm just going to laugh at you. Heads up on that. Yeah, uh, I guess that's one thing that makes me a lot different than most social media guys. Yeah. I don't give a crap. If uh, if you're going to write a rude comment or if you're going to be a know-it-all or you're going to just say something dumb, you're probably going to be on the weekly highlights between me and Cleman. Yeah, I mean, we screenshot them and send them back and forth. entertainment to me because I got a very, very, very simple take on that. Yeah. I showed you 15 minutes of a three-week-long job, and there's no way you can have that strong opinion, and it just straight up shows your ignorance. Yep. I mean, I some some YouTubers I know, man, they get like they get, they start second guessing life decisions. Oh yeah, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Move on. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows well, what he's talking he about. He might have a point there, Mike. No, he don't. Wait. Yeah, or, I should have said his name. <laughs> it's more just Wade. Poor Wade. <laughs> Poor Wade. Oh well. I'm like, wait, he don't. I said, you got to be confident in what you're doing, you know. Oh, uh, and it's just not Wade. Be. You know, some some people. Some people that that bothers them a little bit. To me, it don't. I don't know if it's because I'm confident in what I do or I just don't care. Uh, it's my life. Just be blessed that I share a little bit of it with you because <laughs> I, I choose to do that. I don't have to. Be blessed that I have graced you with a video of my life. This, this, this is going to save me, Jason. It's going off the rails. Our this YouTuber Wade has been smoking like out. I'm blessing people. It's going bad. Oh, I like I like watching you flounder every now no, and then. No, the, the reality of it is YouTube's a hobby. Yeah. So be happy you get what you get because, I mean. Well, that, that um, does always, and getting into those that type of commenting too briefly, that cracks me up you really think that somebody cares about what you have to say if you're talking like that if you're if you're giving a constructive uh, comment most people who do make videos oh, yeah, do care and you know, you know there's people that's, that a comment man love your channel wish you could work on your audio i know you're busy and i know that's a genuine comment and i usually respond with i do what i can it's you know youtube's a hobby not a job yeah. I'm, I'm always working to improve but if you get this guy that says, I'll never listen to you again, your audio is horrible, or you get this other guy that says, you need to buy this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and do that, I'm like, unrealistic. Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, uh, dude. <laughs> I, I think some people think that we have like a film crew following us and a production crew editing. No, it's me. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, a, you know, I got, uh, well, I didn't have my camera on my stick here. I'll show you how organized I am here. Look, camera. Oh, hang on. I walk around with a camera on a stick. Yeah. I, I edit on my iPad. It is what it is. I'm on my little uh, DeWalt workstation table. Yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> with my phone sitting here with show notes that's about to die. 
you know. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a very, very low-budget operation. Yeah, and it, it um, doesn't need to be anything better than that either. I think if a lot of people knew how low-budget it really was, they'd be surprised what actually is produced. I mean, what are you talking, maybe $1,200 that you carry around daily if you don't count the drone? Probably less than that. I mean, GoPro's four or five hundred, medium odds a hundred. Those Camera microphones sticks. are expensive, though. That's what I was thinking. Well, I don't use them every day. I only oh, use I thought them you did. Oh no, I ain't got time for that shit. Work <laughs> <laughs> <Hard> to do. <laughs> All right. Well, if if you're not carrying them around, nine hundred bucks. Four, five hundred. I'll give you five hundred. No, more than that. Oh, we're gonna get an argument about this. GoPro and a media mod, five hundred bucks. I carry my GoPro eight around that I bought off eBay for three hundred. Oh, bucks. don't give me this crap! <laughs> I bought yeah, it my, used and <laughs> my GoPro eight is not here because it's down below because I'm using it to film. Okay. The GoPro ten that I don't like is don't like actually up here. I thought you liked the ten. Uh, we have our moments. Oh God. I use the 10 if I use the wireless mics because it's got the, the audio meter on it. Okay. Everything else I still use the 8 for. That makes me feel which, a little better. I don't feel like I'm so far behind at times. Which I use, the, so the 8, the GoPro 8 I bought off eBay for $307. I got a $79 medium mod on it, and all the, all the camera gear on it, it comes from Amazon for 100 bucks. So what is that? 179 There you go. Under 500 bucks. Whatever. Spare batteries. Okay, throw an, throw an SD card in there and get it to 500 then. You happy? Spare batteries. <laughs> you just determined to drive his price up. I am. Now, I probably do have close to three, dollars $4,000 worth of camera gear. Yeah. But I've accumulated that over four or five years. Yeah. I would say 1000 to $1,200 a year is a fair... Yeah, that's probably what... Uh, I, I probably spend 1500 a year on... Camera gear and accessories. Mm -hmm. That's legit. And you're still on the same uh, iPad, right? Yep. Uh, no, I didn't upgrade iPads. Okay. More storage. Right. Well, either way, you're still under a thousand dollars on an iPad, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it's it's um it's a it's a low budget operation. Yeah. It really is. It's very very. We got a whole podcast about this. It's extremely streamlined what I do. Yeah. And hey, if your goal for 2022 is to start a YouTube channel. Why haven't you? You know, seriously, doesn't take much already, of anything. I've already got two of them. Oh, you're not talking to me. No, you don't need any more. I mean, <laughs> everybody carries around their their own camera. Uh, probably the first 20 videos on my channel were filmed with my iPhone. Yeah, I, I remember your first uh, first person hat. Oh yes. With I need the, to wear that again. Actually, with, it was in a semi today. With the quarter twenty bolts going through the bill oh, yes. <laughs> to hold your phone. <laughs> Don't judge me; it was effective. I, I can't argue with your success, but man, it was great. I know. <laughs> Actually, is it back there? It is back there. I don't know where. I think it's behind that. Uh, Get but, it rearranged. So I don't know where everything's at. But all right. Hey man, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. That's right. We're rambling now. So you want to bring this home? Yeah. So wrapping up another one here. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that's I mean, just a general conversation. We do got some guests coming up. Hoping to catch up with Matt Diesel Creek here pretty soon. I'm actually traveling to Florida to some of the auctions. Catch up some, some guys down there. Clint CNC Equipment and maybe Chris. 
but uh if you guys got any topics you'd like for us to cover um comment below or email us at a few points for perfect at uh, yahoo.com and um yeah we'll wrap her up yeah looking forward to sitting down with aaron soon i have yep. four or five people that are willing to sit down with me so we've got guests lined up be perfect so we're like i said as long as you guys enjoy this we'll keep doing it uh so be sure to let us know uh let us know what your thoughts are and and we'll carry on so appreciate everybody listening and i guess we will uh catch you on the next one sounds good see you at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.